Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Book Podcast Network. another edition of the Lynn Sandy podcast, a part of the running hook podcast network. And, and we are already in the fight. We're already at the final four, baby. I mean, this is, this is what you, this is what you call the, the top gift of the year, right? It's like in Christmas price. You've been saying it's like Christmas. Mm. It's like you opened up all the sweet little packages and then mm. all of a sudden you got that big little fat box. You want to know what's in it. Bryce, the final four is that big fat box, baby. Yeah, it, I, I am looking forward to this final four outside of UCLA. That UCLA yeah, I was the 11th seed could take in. This is ridiculous that UCLA comes in and, and takes my box away. But other than that, I like the teams. Hey, hey the, Mick Cronin's like the jack in the box for Caleb. Just oh, just no, pops like out at him. No, I like Cronin. Cro- you should Cronin. like Cronin. Then what are your Cronin's quarrels? Not, Cronin's not my issue. What are your quarrels? What are my quarrels? Yeah. I mean, like I I, I mentioned to you off the record, Voss. I, I just I think you this is a team. Can't respect the defense. No, I respect the defense. I just don't respect the narrative that I feel like goes around this team. Oh, I, don't, I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. They're like not it. a Cinderella, Lynn. They're not. I think, no the, I think they're they getting are. looked at it as that. I literally saw like 10. I literally saw so oh, many tweets that sat gosh. there and called that team a Cinderella. That, that ain't Probably a Cinderella just boss. just sitting there on the trending section going to the recent tab where you got all of these people who don't know what they're well, talking about saying, oh, these casuals, UCLA team. as we like to call them. Uh, speaking uh, of the, the speaking of the man himself, let me give him an introduction. Uh, it's the lovely small market king who hasn't been on a, a, a Linsanity podcast in uh, in quite some time. But but you were at the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight coverage, and you did get to see Oregon State get their butt slapped. And it's a privilege to uh, to, to to have you on here to talk about your Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight coverage. It's a privilege. Hold on, hold on here, Lynn. You forget, <laughs> I I watched Oregon State whoop somebody else. I watched them whoop Loyola. Y- y- yes. Now, hey, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Caleb. Go ahead, go ahead, Bryce. Go, you yeah, Caleb, that. Caleb. You're gonna, you're gonna... And, and who did Loyola beat? Oh, your beloved Illini. Your I'm beloved Illini. I'm sorry. I think frauds. They're frauds. No, no, no. I'm Cody sorry. Cover the fraud. He got no, exposed. The, no, the Loyola got underseated. Come on. Oh, oh, that's the excuse. They, they that's a, that's should, a lame excuse. It's no, it's true, not. but they it's should. a lame excuse. Thank you. It's that's lame. All I need to, I need to hear is true. It's only it's lame in your eyes, Bryce. So Illinois can't beat good teams? Well, I'm sorry that Ohio State can't beat Oral Roberts. Moving forward, we'll They're get good. into the uh, we'll get into the we'll get into the podcast for you today. Let's get out of these uh, scrubbles here, and uh, we got some big news, Bryce. Talking uh, I, I, IU, we got big news mm. with uh, with with Mike Woodson. Uh, he's going to be the uh, the head coach of this team. He was an IU alum. He's had some NBA experience coaching the Atlanta Hawks and New York Knicks. All right, so I want to, I want your I want your thoughts here first. What do you think about Mike Woodson and the uh, the hiring to have him uh, with the Indiana Hoosiers? As soon as the news broke, I hated it. I hated everything about it. I thought Indiana settled. I thought this was not the right guy. Sure. I, I mean, people had reason to be outraged. But Caleb, the more I sat on it, the more it kind of makes sense. You know, All you right, kind of right. know, you, you know, he, Mike Woodson is one of the most even keel guys you'll ever meet. I mean, if you listen to him in his press conference, he does have NBA experience, albeit it wasn't very good, but he does have NBA experience. He knows what it takes. I think that's attractive to, uh, to young prospects. In the playoffs. Right. Yeah. 
He's the, he's the, he's talked about Larry Brown coming on his staff, which would be a massive hire. And then yeah. you have the guy upstairs that IU just happened to create a position for in Thad Mata. And I'm just taking the Ohio State glasses off for a second. Thad Mata is a great basketball mind. I think he's going to help in recruiting. I think he's going to help. He's going to be involved in. He's got to uh, help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll be involved in everything IU basketball. Scott Dolson is making moves, Caleb. I like where this team is headed. I like where the program is going. And, and you know, Voss, I, let's get your thoughts on Woodson because, um, you know, uh, quick breaking news here before the pod, Bryce, Parker Stewart is choosing to stay with the Indiana Hoosiers. That's big. And they, and, and they are getting some pieces back, but they are letting, you know, Al Durham decided that he wants to be a, a friar at Providence, uh, you know, and they've got a couple guys that potentially could be uh, out of the picture. So uh, what's your take here, Voss, on the Mike Woodson uh, hiring? Look. I know I recognize a lot of people probably weren't upset or were upset with this at first. And, you know, I feel like I can understand where they're coming from, but, but personally I like the hire. I think too many people are looking, uh, you know, yes, he has a a losing career record um, thus far, but he really, he really started to to become a better coach as his career progressed. Uh, Obviously leading the Knicks uh, to the, conference semifinal finals before getting eliminated by our beloved Pacers here. Hibby. Yeah. Hibby. Uh, I don't think it should be undermined really. And you know, with him being an alum, I said it in the chat, like uh, I feel like Indiana really needed an Indiana guy. I know that's exactly what they were gunning for to even begin with. Uh, you know, there's not many people who can handle being in that type of high pressure, uh, you know, basketball environment as um, IU is, you know, being culturally uh, successful in basketball. It's kind of like the same with the UCLA job, you know? Uh, So overall, I I think it's a decent hire. Uh, Six years is a little iffy to me with how uh, old he is, but um, overall, you know, I think I like it. Uh, I I think we'll see how it plays out, but, you know, honestly, uh, we we all know what that train wreck was for four years, so I'm sure people are just a little bit relieved to be done with Archie. I mean, no question. You know, Archie got the sack for a reason. You know, he didn't he didn't come in and 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 be what Indiana needed him to be. But in in terms of how I evaluated this hire, I just think it's cute. I think I think the I think the I think the hiring is cute because are you, really you know still the problem on this. No, hear, hear me out, Bryce. So here's here's the problem with with this hire. Okay, so if if you're if if you're Indiana, okay, all you're trying to do is move into a different direction for your program. You haven't been good since the Bobby Knight era, and you need you need something else. You need you you want to get a guy who can put you over the top. Well, I would argue that bringing back a Bobby Knight guy does not help the program move forward. This, this program is too clinged on to the past of Bobby Knight. When, when you're, when you're, when your program right now just sucks, it sucks so bad. They have to be able to bring in somebody who can move that forward. And I just, to be honest with you, I think I, to be honest, how many people know about Mike Woodson in our generation? Let's just be honest. Probably not we a lot of people. Be, we do because we're degenerates, right? But that, but that's, but not many people do, Bryce. And that's you know, and and 
that's that's not good because you're trying to bring in a new set of fans and you want to bring that historic greatness back and you know he's gonna kids are in our age don't know mike woodson they just don't and they're, they're doing this to please the i want a bobby knight guy crowd more so than a i want an indiana alum crowd and here's the thing here's the thing i don't even get me started on 10 five. My Mike Woodson, Mike Woodson is a is a guy that I think bridges the gap. But here, here's the thing that here's the thing I want to have happen for Mike Woodson. Archie Miller was a horrid recruiter. Horrid. All he did was bring in guys from the state of Indiana. Woodson needs to take, he needs to be the king of the Midwest. He needs to go out and dominate the Midwest in recruiting. He needs to dominate the Midwest in terms of pure talent. Okay, like I, I'm sick and tired of seeing a roster that's only got Indiana kids because it's clear that some Indiana kids can't even shoot the ball. That's they gotta make it they gotta they got it is embarrassing, Bryce. It is embarrassing because you got guys like Trey Galloway that are as good as Zach McRoberts out on the floor and you gave him a scholarship. Uh, you, 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 they, I mean it, it's it's ridiculous. Woodson Woodson needs to be able to come in with the understanding of building my own culture. And I already like the fact that he's going after transfers, you guys. He's already active in the transfer portal. That's a good sign because it, it means that he's implementing his style. So if, if, if he can get that Bobby Knight uh, tag off of him and play his own style, this is a great hire. But I think that if, if people are just saying, oh, yay, we get the Bobby Knight Hoosiers back, breaking news, that's unrealistic and it's not going to happen. You're not getting an undefeated team with Mike Woodson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and I agree with you, Bryce, that I think Thad Mott is a good hire. That's, that was a great decision. And, and it seemed like they really wanted him as the coach. And, and it yeah. just didn't work out because there's the validity to, the, to those failed physical Absolutely. reports. Now, I, there has to be right, wrong, yeah, or indifferent. There has to be some validity, validity to that. But here's the, here's the question I have for Voss. Voss, I'll start with you on this. So you already have many guys in the transfer portal, many, you know, that are probably contemplating on wanting to be with their second or potentially third coach at Indiana, depending on the years and all that other jazz. So Voss, how would you go about the roster? Who is, who are some guys that you're trying to keep, or maybe you're saying to yourself, you know what, I, I can move on and, and develop with some of the pieces. Who, who would that be for you? I think, I mean, I think this one's kind of obvious and, you know, I, I feel like uh, it's kind of up in the air as well, but you absolutely, if, if he's not going to the draft, you absolutely have to keep trace. I mean, that's, that's just obvious to me. Uh, he's not and, ready and, for the draft anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I think Mike Woodson could be a very, very big help in that, uh, depending on, you know, obviously, you know, Mike, just his general NBA knowledge, as Bryce uh, mentioned before, is just that could be incredibly helpful uh, just for him as a player. But also, uh, you know, Mike Woodson plays a different type of ball. And uh, I feel like that's something Trace could definitely benefit off of. And not to mention that, but like, come on. You know, we know what this IU offense was last year. Like, literally, dump it to Trace and just just pray. <laughs> right. So but Trace can uh, only go one way too. That's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. So I mean, uh, just in general, in in my opinion, I think Trace should be the key focus here. 
Uh, and then everybody else that falls in line after that is, is whatever. Well, here's the, here's the thing that, you know, Woodson said today in an interview, uh, he said my issue, the issue with Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, Hey, he's only got one hand. We got to be able to, 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 to make him more versatile with the left and the right. He needs to shoot a jump shot. Um, you know, Woodson is a, is a guy that believes in the four out one in principle, Bryce, you know, he's, he's not going to sit there and play some 1800s basketball with the stupid pack line offense or the stupid pack line defense. He's not going to, he's not going to do that. You know, he's, he's going to prove some modern ability and, you know, Bryce, you know, there's a couple guys that come to mind when you think about modern offense with this Indiana team, and that's Christian Lander and Armand Franklin. Lander was a red hot freshman, five star. He should have been a freshman this year, yet he decided to let go of his senior activities, uh, you know, this coming year by coming a little early. And and then Franklin, uh, you know, you saw the a dramatic improvement, uh, you know, and I think both of those guys have to be right at the top of the list as, uh, you know, with Trace, because you got to have really good guard play, you guys. And and right now, Finnessy is still on the team. So at least you got him, um, you know, Race Thompson's another guy that's in the transfer portal. Um, I'd be doing everything I can to get, to get him as well. So, Bryce, how do you feel about, you know, the Armands and the, and the Christians and making sure those guys come back? I mean, those are two vital – I mean, they were two vital pieces uh, in different ways to this team yeah. this season. I mean, Christian yeah. Lander came off the bench and, and played some good minutes. Armand Franklin, like like you said, Caleb, took took a leap this year. Uh, I mean, he is just an athletic freak. I mean, when you think about IU in the past couple, you know, the past decade or so, they've had some athletic guys. When you think about Victor Oladipo and you think about uh, OG Ananubi, not saying Armand Franklin is on that level, but he could be, you know, I think he could, I think he's a draftable player when he's ready. And I think playing under Mike Woodson would definitely help him. I don't know where else Armand Franklin goes and, and gets that kind of coaching. No, that's I, I fair. don't know. That's fair. I mean, he he's got to improve offensively, but but OG was OG and Victor were kind of the same way, you know, a, a not so good on, on the offensive end, but can rebound really well, play defense well, and right. just athletic. So I think he would definitely fit a a pro style level of offense that Mike Woodson would probably want to implement. But the thing that Mike Woodson wants to do is he wants to get – he said it, it was a direct quote. He wants to get guys that can shoot the ball. And I don't know if Armand Franklin fits that, but I think he does belong on the team. He absolutely belongs That's on the fair. team. And, and Christian Lander, I mean, we know the kid can score. That's a Mike Woodson guy. They absolutely need to keep him. 100%. Yeah, but my man shot threes off the other side of the backboard. That's going to have to get fixed. It'll, it'll get fixed. It'll get fixed. It's fine. I mean, because you you gotta you gotta get some you gotta get some scoring. I mean, you, you know what he's capable of, <laughs> and you know that his talent level is there. I, I just at some point to me, it's like okay, you know, he's got to be. I think for Woodson, he's got to be the priority because you know this talent level. He's probably. I mean, let's face it, you guys. How long does Trace Jackson Davis have in an Indiana uniform? It's probably not that long. Probably maybe after this season. Yeah. Begs you to wonder where the program's going to head after that. And in my opinion, unless they get some sort of stud recruit, you know, Lander might be the guy that that, that the program has to, uh, you know, turn to 
to, to, to be the, the, to be that big option. And, you know, I think with a guy like Lander, you know, they should try to keep him. I think it's a really big deal. They, they kept Parker Stewart. I think that's a really big deal. He, he's a, he's a guy that's going to come in and give them some consistent scoring. He was a phenomenal shooter, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he's going to be able to shoot the three ball and not shoot air balls. And, and that's something I, you had a problem with them, the three point line. No. And it just, it makes you, it makes you wonder like, okay, you know, can Woodson put together a staff that can get some guys, some get some five-star elite talent? Because uh, Bryce, the thing I I shared to you and, and Voss, uh, something you might find interesting as well is Larry Brown is rumored to be a potential assistant coach on this staff and have some sort of role. And that's a big deal. So if Woodson gets guys like that, you know, you're going to convince NBA players. You're going to convince guys in the sense of you're going to get college guys to say, man, I can get to the league if I go to Indiana. And that's that's what they're trying to do. That's the principle they're trying to put in place. And I'm curious. I'm curious to see where it goes. Meanwhile, uh, we'll get into the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight coverage. Uh, and Devin, you were there for uh, you were there for Sweet 16 and Elite Eight coverage. Uh, so I'll just I'll, I'll just have you start off with a uh, just in general. You know, what did you think about the experience? Uh, what did you see from the games? And uh, yeah, just take it away from there. Yeah, so I had the wonderful opportunity to cover uh, Oral Roberts, Arkansas. Uh, I'm trying. To, yeah, uh, that That's was a barn burn. That was, that was a. That was a great game. Um, what were the other ones I had? Uh, Oregon State and um, it's Caleb's favorite team in the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne Tinkle, baby. Oregon State, Loyola. Hold on, I need to. I need to check the schedule. It's been so uh, been a bit. Uh, what else did I have? Oh yeah. Okay. It's and then I had a uh, Michigan, Florida state and USC, Oregon. Uh, and, and overall is, is honestly, uh, it was a pretty great experience. Um, unfortunately, literally, uh, every single team I saw, um, has been, has been eliminated now. Tough. Um, <laughs> Tough oh, break. wow. Holy every cow. Wow. Team. Yeah. Uh, but, but overall, there are actually some great teams. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that Oregon State Loyola game. Uh, it was incredibly tense throughout. I'm sure you guys can imagine. Um, I know Caleb oh, yeah. doesn't Caleb, like them, but Caleb can absolutely imagine how yeah, crazy Oregon State is, how good look, they are. I know he doesn't like them, but, uh, even even just being there and seeing it happen in person, like you know, I, I went into that game as I'm sure with most people who are watching it, just thinking Loyola was just gonna just smack this team, dude, like just blow them out of the water. And then You're kidding, Oregon, I did. Oregon State plays some stellar defense, locks down that entire team. They probably had the like game of their lives defensively in that one, and uh, they they come out with the win. And then uh, Arkansas Oral Roberts, man. I, I gotta tell you, I love that Oral Roberts team. Even even though they took that final L, man, uh, Ace Miss is just incredible. Like that guy, he's got league talent. Yeah, he's he definitely got league talent. He's a, he's uh, okay. uh, okay. That's ridiculous, Bryce. Continue, continue. Oh, O'Banner might too. Uh, yeah, O'Banner's good. Uh, he he's got a knack for grabbing oh, the boards uh, and definitely could score. Um, in situations, I think both of them did really well in this tournament to, at the very least, propel them in draft status. Uh, I, I think both of them will uh, definitely attract some eyes. But 
Um, moving on to Sunday, uh, I told Lynn, uh, you know, before my my uh, <laughs> before my Elite Eight games, Michigan. I told him straight up. I said Michigan is the best one seed I have watched. Not like in person. <laughs> LOL. Listen, 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 listen. In person. In person. Not fair, not meeting fair. on TV. Fair. Still LOL. By far, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is ab- <laughs> absolutely the best one seed in this tournament. But uh, I like to differ that. Uh, anyways. I meant just in person. Like I loved watching Michigan play. They played really, LOL. really great ball. Uh, Hans Wagner for the win. Very good team play. This is this is all in reflective of the Sweet Sixteen win, guys. Come on, come on. LOL. No, no they were good. They were good. LOL. They were good. Get past prices bias. Just get past prices bias. Uh, I'm trying to truck past it, man. I'm trying to truck past it. <laughs> well, you 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 got to see you you did get to see another really great number one seed though, and 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 that's where right, you're right, is. right, yes. right. I got to I fortunately got to see Baylor. Uh, they just absolutely oh. blew me out of the water. Uh, I still in the checked day. into the room with Baylor. Caleb Caleb abandoned shift on Baylor. No, I never. He, yes, abandoned. he did. Yes, he did. He checked out, and we're not letting him back in. No, that is bad. Yes, fake. he questioned them. That he is questioned fake. Them. Continue. He boss. doesn't believe. Oh, look, I'm not even going to continue on Oregon USC. That game, it was it was a pretty good game, but you know, neither team uh, was going to even come near. Miss me on the Mobley brothers uh, winning the next game. So, um, yeah, it was just overall a great experience. I, I had a fun time watching all the players, uh, especially the high high level ones. Dickinson for Michigan, he's. He's really fun to watch. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's, uh, he, he's he's he, he could definitely take control of a game uh, when needed. They don't give it to they don't do that because you know they're more of a team oriented team uh, ball. But Dickinson could definitely take over a game uh, on the college level. So, well, and you know, I think with a guy like Dickinson, I mean, this was his freshman year. You know, he's going to develop uh, the other hand. There's no question about that. And um, well, they finished with a better record than Ohio State and a better seed than Ohio State, so they're already yeah. In a who beat them in the Big Ten tournament? Rival. All right, but but it, but it, it's one of those things where hey, it, Juwan, you know when you when you coach. talk about this type of team that you you know these type of teams that you saw, boss. I mean, I mean you had you had great Cinderella runs. You had you know exciting you know top dominant teams in a Baylor and a Michigan. Um, I mean, you, you can't get much better than that. You you got to see. A, a variance of teams in the sense of teams that were supposed to be um, out of the tournament early and survived longer. And, you know, teams that were final threat national championship. I mean, you got to see it all. And, you know, I think, you know, because from, you know, from my perspective, you were at bankers, right? You were at bankers. How did you feel like the, the bankers crowd was for sweet 16 elite eight? I mean, did you think it was good? Did you think it could have been better? What were your thoughts? No, I actually loved it. Uh, the, the fans were all actually really gay. I, I will say this, and I think there was a a report that came out uh, recently. I don't know if it was like, uh, I don't really know how uh, how many surveyed people there were. But yeah. man, Arkansas fans are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They, but, but look, uh, they had a lot of spirits. So I appreciated that. They definitely made that. There you go. They made the stadium loud loud uh they showed up cool though 
uh, and, and just overall, um, I think it was pretty obvious who would have the most fans. That was easily Michigan. Um, just the short distance. Michigan. Yeah, to short short distance wow. to Indy. Okay. Um, Tough ride home then. I, I was actually uh, pretty fascinated with how many people were there for Oregon USC. Uh, I, I was curious as to how many people actually wow. made the trip from the West Coast, and how many people were just local, you know, local USC, UCLA, or sorry, Oregon fans and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a great time. Um, Banker's life is always a blast. Um, all the people there were great in setting us up and uh, giving us, you know, a chance to to be able to do what we we're able to do and. Uh, a lot of extended time, a lot of late nights. Um, I bet. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot of the late yeah. nights. Uh, he, so like, um, <clears throat> well, the guy let us stay in between games. We didn't have to, you know, exit out and come back in too. So that was always pretty nice. There too, you go. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think overall as an experience, Lucas Oil Stadium was probably my favorite venue um just being so close uh i know it's obviously not a traditional uh basketball arena but uh it it was definitely very close you you know the media seats were very close to the court so um i was telling a few people this just like being able to actually see their the people's reaction and uh their athleticism in person and like um pretty much the whole feel of being on a basketball court without actually being on the court. That's kind of what you got at Lucas oil, uh, instead of, you know, being high up in the media seats where, uh, they're all kind of ants, you know, in a, in a way, uh, you can't really, you don't really feel the same way as what you do up close. So, uh, just to be able to see the, the reactions and, uh, their actual tallness, um, and, uh, everything like that is definitely a neat experience. I mean, that's great to hear because, I mean, at the end of the day, how many times is the tournament going to be in one city for the entire time? Right. I mean, yeah, let's let's hope this doesn't ever have to happen again. Let's hope because it I mean, this was this was, you know, a, a historical it, it's a historical tournament. You know, I mean, how many I oh, mean, yeah. again, I, I mean, this has never been done before. And the likeliness that it'll happen again is you have to think very slim. So I, I would I would hope. Uh, yeah, you know, that, you know, they can build from this and, you know, but at the same time, there's been incredible experiences uh, between Devin Voss, uh, Alex Burr, uh, myself, uh, you know, to be able to have this opportunity to, to cover March Madness. It was, it was incredible. And, uh, yeah, and look, this was supposed to be the year of Indy anyways, uh, big time championships for both yeah, football, was. basketball, uh, Good point. the, uh, final four was supposed to wait. No, sorry. That was, wait, what's the final? F- no. No, sorry. I, uh, yeah, not th- not this coming year. Not no, uh, but the uh, NBA All Star Game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There was something else that I'm missing. Um, regardless, this was the year yeah. where a majority of the big events were actually coming to the city all at one time, and it was going to be be a really fun time. But you know, this this kind of this kind of replaced it, and I, I couldn't have been happier. 
I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's incredible to have this experience. There's no question about it. Uh, Bryce was able to do some freelancing opportunities uh, to cover some ACC basketball. And, you know, there, there were a lot of opportunities that were able to come through this. And, uh, you know, without a doubt, uh, you know, the Running Hook Podcast Network made sure that uh, they were involved in those situations. And, and that, that kind of leads me into the games for this coming weekend or, you know, for this coming weekend where we unfortunately have the privilege of seeing UCLA versus Gonzaga. UCLA is a, is a team of the 11th seed led by head coach McCronin, second year on the job. Cronin, Cronin's a fantastic coach. Let's, you know, let's not make any, uh, you know, hesitating statements regarding this. I'm just... I just just miss me on them even making this a game against Gonzaga. I mean, we're we're talking we're talking a, a you know a, a a total blowout. You know, I might as well call blowout city right now. I haven't on speed dial. Uh, I I just think Gonzaga is just going to come in and 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 do their thing, uh, without a doubt. But Foss, um, if I'm you know not mistaken, you had you you were were you able to cover UCLA? Did you cover UCLA? Correct. Yep. I what do you what is there any is there anything that you're going to do to convince me that this isn't blowout city with UCLA? Are you going to tell me that Johnny Juzang is going to score 30 on a first-team All-American or the fact that Hawkes is going to get off on, uh, uh, you, know, a, a, you know, a great start or uh, Cody Riley is going to come in and, and dominate Timmy? Is there anything that you got for me? No, I'm, going to, I'm just going to just, just stick to the basics here. Um, honestly, this team has a lot of toughness, a lot of grit. Uh, they're definitely – they will not go down without a fight. Um, I don't expect them to beat Gonzaga, um, nor what I think it would be realistic, but here's the thing, <laughs> this team, uh, they just beat a number one seed. They've made a run all the way from the first four, the first four, they've made it all the way to the final four defeated Alabama who as I forget who uh, I think it was uh, Maryland head coach. Uh, he said if there were five one seeds, Alabama would be the fifth. Totally true. Uh, Interesting. Back yeah, to back. What's that? Back yeah. to back. Uh, back to back wins. So um, I, I think they're just riding high. I, I don't think you're going to have a replica of what happened last night. Uh, I feel like that was just an incredible all-around game defensively. Uh, classic Cronin performance right there. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think Zags uh, will win, but um, definitely don't count count out the Bruins because they proved, uh, you know, they were counted out probably about six times, and uh, they've won each game. So, and Voss, did you ever see Gonzaga? Unfortunately, no, but, okay. you know, I, I, I definitely know, you know, every game has been blowout city. So, yeah, I mean, I had the privilege of covering them in their first game against the 16, where they pretty much took Norfolk State right out the game early. And, you know, I the way that I, I see Gonzaga, I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, this is one of the best teams that our generation has ever seen in college hoops. I mean, you talk about tremendous star power, you know, with, with Kispert and Suggs and Timmy, uh, you know, I just, I love an hard and what he's doing. I just, I have a lot of respect for the fact that he's coming off the bench, you know, when he easily could be a star or the best player on a team. And instead he's taking the, the, the role that he is. I mean, I love Joel 
Bryce. I know you and I, are, you know, are big fans of his game and his ability to uh, take it on both ends. Um, you know, I just, I mean, is there any, is there any reason to not see this as blowout city? Bryce, I mean, because I, I just, I mean, give me a break with this UCLA junk. I mean, give me a break. You think Tiger, you, you think Tiger Campbell's going to do anything in this game? No. Hey, you think, you think, Tiger you, think you think they're going to be able to get production from Nwaba at center? No, they're not going to get, they're not going to get the production that's needed. I think Cronin's, uh, you know, done a fantastic job. They may be better next season, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, they've, they've ran into a monster and uh, that monster is going to chew them alive, Bryce. Yeah, so do you guys uh, – let me leave with this. you guys know what the uh, the line is for the game? No clue. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. The line is 14. Wow. Holy cow. And you know where I would place my bet? Gonzaga to exceed that. I'm calling Blowout City here, boys. It was, it was nice. I appreciate Mick Cronin as a coach. I've always liked him. I liked his grit. I liked his toughness. I like the way he coaches. He's very intense. I love seeing his dad, the, those camera shots on his dad all game long. That's so fun to me because, you know, the relationship I have with my dad, I get it. And that's really freaking cool to share experiences like that. But, uh, I mean, Gonzaga is a buzzsaw, an absolute buzzsaw. You're not going to stop him. Drew Timmy is absolutely dominating. You, and if he's not, it's Jalen Suggs. It's Andrew Nemhard. It's Corey Kispert. It's Joel Ayayi. Whoever. Next man up. Next man up. So, yeah, give me, give me Gonzaga in this game. I don't think it's close. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat because I just think at some point, Gonzaga is just going to get to him. I don't see this being a game where it's awfully close. You know, Gonzaga torched USC, a top five defense. You know, UCLA has no size against Gonzaga. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, athletically, I don't think they have a chance. Suggs, I think, you know, may have the the most trouble, Bryce. I mean, I, I, I'll argue that Suggs may have the most trouble, but this seems like a Kispert game. I'm sniffing it. I mean, he just, to me, like this, he's we due. haven't really, he is due, but he, he's played well. I just think he's due for that monster game. Yeah. He's, right. he's due for the game where he's like, I'm the king. I'm the man. Call me the man. Call me the best player left in the tournament. Hey, Call me over, that. over under 17 points for Timmy. Dang it. 17's the perfect number. Yes, I know. 17's the perfect number. I know. That's why I'm, I'll that's, go. I'll go. I'll go a hint over. I'll go 18. Give it to me, Voss. Over hint under over. 17 for Timmy. They can't guard him. I'll go over. They, they can't Going guard over. him. I, I, I. But the 17's a perfect number. I literally. In my head, I'm like, I think Timmy had seven. Look, that's that's exactly what uh, the Wolverines did last night. I know, albeit they weren't successful, but, uh, you know, they just, from right from the tip, it was pound the ball inside to Dickinson. And it worked a decent amount until uh, UCLA's defense collapsed inside and kind of forced them to pass it out. But uh, it's going to be a completely different game with the Zags, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, because the, and that's a good point, boss. Because if you do that on Timmy, Timmy's too good of a playmaker. That's a part of his game that doesn't get talked about enough. And they've got better shooting. I mean, they just have better shooting. They have more reliable shooting. 
And and I think Gonzaga knows that. And I do think they'll go at Tim. I I do think they'll give it to him early. Um, but again, I mean, it's it's that depth. And you know, I think they match up well against Juzang. I you know, I do. I think they've got pieces they can put out there. You know, Johnny's been a twenty point bucket getter in the tournament pretty much every game. Uh, but I, I just to, in my personal opinion, I don't see Johnny Juzang just going in between the legs and popping up shots like he's, you know, the next great one-on-one college basketball player. I don't see that against a Gonzaga team. But look, so. I, watching that game last night, like, he was really, really working hard for those buckets. Like, Michigan was not letting up on defense. Uh, he made a lot of tough point. shots. Um, uh, when they were, uh, when UCLA was down on my end, uh, it was... I saw a lot of, um, I forget, I think it was uh, Eli Brooks. He was just all oh, over, yeah. he was just all over Juzang the mm-hmm. entire time. Um, they had to run a lot of screens to get him open and stuff like that. So if the Zags are able to shut that down, their offense is going to struggle. Well, and, and you, and Voss, you got to think, I mean, Hawkes doesn't have that unique matchup that he can go at. Gonzaga's going to present challenges. You know, in the sense of they're going to have enough versatility to stop a guy like that. You know, like, I mean, like Foss Livers, you know, being out for Michigan was huge because he would have been the perfect guy to guard. Akez. He would have been perfect, you know, and, and it's like it's one of those things where I just think personnel wise, it's just horrible for UCLA to, to face this team because they counter everything. They just do it better. And, you know, I think they're they are motivated for that undefeated season. Uh, and they're, I think they're going to get to the national championship. I think they're going to beat UCLA. I don't think it's going to be close. Bryce, give me a score prediction. Ooh, give me. You guys are going to hate my score. Give me 72 to 54. Oh, wow. Okay. Voss. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, s- 68 to 50. All right, I'll go uh I'll go 81 to 60. I think they're up 20 on these boys. I I I just I think I think Gonzaga I just think Gonzaga they've heard it. They've heard the they've heard it. They've heard that they are going to have to face some sort of test. You know, they've been hearing it all the time. Everybody's like, "Well, they're going to face this test. I got to get ready for this test." Uh, that test isn't coming to the national championship in my opinion. That's right, baby. And that and that and that moves us into uh, Baylor and uh, Voss. What are you hold up? Why are you, why are you sitting there constantly defending UCLA like there's some whoa, sort of whoa, great whoa, team? Whoa. I'm not talking about doing? UCLA. What whoa. are you doing, Voss? No, you're sitting there no, nodding. I'm talking your head about this next game. I okay, think Houston's right. going to pose a, a threat no, to stop, Baylor. Don't, oh, well, let's, let, don't. let's get into it then because Kelvin Sampson, the head coach oh, of Houston, disgusting. took his team to the final Come four. On. Baylor's, Baylor's got something else, man. They're, they got a nice punch. They made it to the final four the first time since 1950. Foss, you were able to cover Baylor. Uh, you know, you got to see that moment for that program and see those stars uh, and those stories that come out of that. Those are priceless moments. Uh, you know, to, to see and to envision for a program. Um, you know, I, I feel like that this has a chance to be a solid game. 
though I do think Baylor comes in probably with the win here. But boss, you know, what what are your thoughts? You, you got to see Baylor in the Elite Eight. So you got to see the, you know, when they kind of went on that incredible first half and then Mitchell went on the three fouls and, the, and then it was, you know, kind of a struggle for a little bit. Uh, you know, how did you, how do you look at Baylor when you see them play against a team like Houston that's so defensive minded? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, Definitely. Well, first of all, let me just say it was incredible that just that entire game, that first half, that Baylor team, I seriously didn't think they were going to miss. But here's the thing that kind of, uh, I guess, yeah, I would say worried me. Yeah, Mitchell had his his three fouls, but even with Mitchell in the game, uh, they were letting easy buckets, like easy to Arkansas. Uh, You know, Arkansas shot at a... uh, 62% 62% clip to end the first half. Um, and I don't, I don't recall what the final is, but they were in the fifties. Um, and Houston's overall just a better team, I think than Arkansas. So, uh, I think Baylor should be, you know, a little bit, uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to say it. I would say like, uh, they definitely shouldn't come into the game thinking they're going to win it. Uh, I feel like that's what they did with Arkansas, and they're bitterly surprised. Um, but uh, I, I do think it almost Baylor, bit him. It almost bit them. It yeah, it really did. I I, yeah. I do think Baylor will in this game. I think the last game kind of served as a wake up. Like, hey, uh, yeah. you know, you're you're here now. You're like, these are the teams that uh, you know some of the best teams in the country. It's it's time to wake right. up. So uh, I do think Baylor will end up winning this game. But this will this will be a fun game. I think I really do. Well, and and Bryce, let's 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 get into it a bit here, and you know because you 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 and I have been pretty pretty much rolling on Baylor, um, you know we've pretty much uh, booked the hotel room all season at the embassy Except room six hundred. You, you checked. No, out, I've though. been I've been there the whole time. I've been I've been checked no, in that room far longer out. than you, Bryce. You checked out. And your and your your thing and your thing here with uh, with Baylor is that. You think it's going to be – you think it, it's not even going to be close, right? You don't even think this game's going to get close. No. You guys have heard of Quentin Grimes, right? Yes. Okay. You're not going to know who he is after after Saturday. You're just not. You're you think he's going to get shut down? What? Yeah, baby. Have you heard of Davion Mitchell? Did you just watch what happened with Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> I that Baylor defense was like freaking flimsy. Deion Mitchell got in got in stupid foul trouble early on. That's the only reason they were in the game. Oh my lord! They were attacking inside every single possession and getting buckets to go. It was like nothing. It was butter. Yeah, Vital was in foul trouble too. Thombo was in foul oh, trouble. Oh, get out of here! Don't like, no. Houston's no, don't. a better team. Houston's a better team than Arkansas. They should definitely. Be, be a this little bit closer. Joke. This is a joke. Wow. This is a joke. You're joking me, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, because who's going to guard Vital and Thamba inside? You don't need to guard Vital, Bryce. Come on. Vi- Come inside? On. Your strategy you're, on you're Vi- disrespect. You're disrespecting Vital. I'm not sorry. No, that's what yes. they did. That's what Arkansas did against him. They didn't touch him. They didn't guard him. You're disrespecting Vital. No, I'm not, right? Yes, look are. at this. Dis- look at no, I'm not. He That's has no range. That's completely downright disrespectful. No, it's not. It's literally they left him wide open. This they left ridiculous. him wide open the entire game. They left him open like Kendrick okay. Perkins. Uh, right, fine. Are, are you, pick, are you picking Houston? 
Pick them. Oh, God, no. Pick them. I'm not picking Houston. That's what I thought. That's what I'm I thought. Picking Houston. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Give me a score. How much do they win by? Baylor? Yeah. They won by double digits. All right, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But you can't sit there and act like Mark Vidal is a legitimate offensive piece. Mark Vidal averages 5.7.7 rebounds and two assists. He averages five points a game. Not to mention Giroux. Giroux for Houston is still hurt. I don't trust that at all. He takes one hit to the hip. It's over. Okay, but you know, so Bryce, then that leads me to my next question then, because you're going to have to think that Giroux is going to guard Mitchell. So that length, you got got to think that's going to happen. But this needs to be a big Jared Butler game then. This needs to be a big Jared Butler game then. He's due for one. He's he's yeah. due for that game that takes him over the top. Well, so is that what and, you're leaning and on? T- yeah, right. Well, and I think Macy Oteague will step up too. But I, look, I'm just going to flat out say it. You, if if Davion Mitchell gets a, a head of steam and he's got the ball in his hands, you're not stopping him. I don't care who you are. You're look, not going to stop him. Nobody's stopping Davion Mitchell. That I, don't, I think we're all in agreement here. Davion Mitchell's incredible around them. No, no, but but K- Caleb said that, uh, you know, Jarrell's going to be on Davion Mitchell like he's going to stop him. No, he's not going to stop him. No, I don't think he's going to stop him. I'm just saying that's a big matchup. Like, he's been a good defender in the tournament. I, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to stop Mitchell. I'm just Dude, saying Dude, I'm not worried defender. about Kelvin Sampson in Houston. <laughs> I'm not worried about them. Oh, in fact, they got a cakewalk. They got a cakewalk oh, to the Final Four. It was incredible how, how much of a cakewalk they got. Who was the hardest team they played? Rutgers. Well, I mean, let's see. Rutgers. You, you can't count. I, I wouldn't count. You can't count. Right? Come on, Caleb. Come on, man. You know who I would honestly count? I hate saying this. I'd say Oregon State was. Yeah. Team. Oh no! I cornered B. Lynn. I cornered him. Go V. Either, either, I, either I, agree I, with me or or face your I, worst enemy. No, I, it, oh, I, Wayne Tinkle, baby. Syracuse, they, I mean, but that does go to show that they don't have a, they didn't have to face anybody. That but great. that's what I'm saying. Like Houston got the easiest road to the final four. But they took care of business though. They took care of business. And that's, that's exactly what that's, they, they, they took care of business. Who did unlike they face your, in the Sweet unlike, unlike your Buckeyes who couldn't don't, beat a 15 seed do from that. the summit. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, you're acting like, you're acting like teams that. just go in and take care of their business. I'm just telling you that Ohio State didn't take hey, care your, of their business. Hey, your boys from Illinois didn't. Hey, can I tell you something? They at least won a game with the NCAA tournament. Because they're a one seed. You Basically, you automatically Oh, I thought a two game. seed always beats the 15. Uh, no, they don't. Go ask CJ McComb. Go ask CJ McComb. Go ask him. Ask him about 15 seeds. They're legit. <laughs> not, that, there's not hey, go ask Michigan, Michigan – or was it Michigan State? No, ask, no, it was was it Georgetown? Georgetown. Don't defend this. Don't Georgetown? Defend this. Go ask Don't them. defend this. Don't defend this. It you, happens. You, you, you what do you do? Yeah, but I, I thought they were so good, Bryce. They in, are in good. Way, the way the way that I see the bad foul calls. Yeah, they clearly aren't because they lost the first round. But bad I mean, foul when you look calls. at Baylor and you look at this game shots. and you look at what Houston did to counter the way that they played, I I have to I have to think, I have to think they're going to come into this game with a sense of urgency, as Devin mentioned, because, I mean, to be honest, like in the second half, like they just really let Arkansas hang in. They let him hang in far too long. First half, it felt like they were going to get him. All of a sudden, Arkansas 
cuts to an eight point lead in the first half, right? Like, I feel like that's exactly what this Baylor team needed is a game like this so that they could remember, like, yeah, like we were an arguable number one team in the country. Like we were, we were, we need to have this type of game. But the problem is that kind of sort of happened with the Villanova game, right? It was a close game. Bryce, you and I talked about it. Villanova was up seven at the half. And then all of a sudden they stumped on a 39 to 21 second half. Hey, hey, let me tell you. Which begs you, which begs, which begs to question, like if Baylor doesn't have consistency, consistent first second half play like they they can't just take it off in the final four like i mean you you just can't do that you were panicking it's called being smart it's it's called being it's called being smart with your with with your analyzing of the game you you can't sit there and 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 make a point about you know a team being consistently dominant and then them you know be down seven at the half it was, it's dude, just yeah. lazy. Bryce, you know, Bryce, you yeah, know better. You have a bad dude, I told you. Okay, this is a championship team. Okay? They have a good coach at the helm. They have a good game plan. They, we know that they are talented. I mean, Jared Butler to play like an All-American, no? Yeah, you're right. But everybody on that Baylor team showed up in the second half, did they not? Davion Mitchell got ridiculous defensive plays done. He got so many steals in that second half. And, yeah, they turned it up. They got, they went on the run. They went on the run off those turnovers, got a lot of easy fast break points, and just absolutely dominated the second half. Okay, but if you're going back to that game, if you're going back to that game, though. What okay. are you grimacing for, Devin Voss? Oh, go ahead. What did I say that was wrong? Which game are we referring to? He's taking it to the Villanova game. The Nova game. Okay. All right. Here's my problem. Who are you thinking? But Devin, here's my problem. If this is where you're going, this is where I'm going to go, Bryce. Jared Butler, 4 of 14, 1 for 9 from 3, 9 points. Maceo T, 2 of 6, 5 points. Bryce, you have to. Hey, then what did Maceo T do the next game? 18. I mean, he came out and put on a party. That's you what put I'm out saying. a party. But, okay, but, but that's, I, I, that's where they're sad I, because even I if some guys have bad games, the other the other players step up. Mayer, Vital, Mitchell, uh, Flagler. We haven't even talked about Flagler. Flagler's, Flagler's been huge. I think Flagler's, if you had to rank players for this team and their value to have this far, you could potentially make the argument that Flagler is the guy. Right. Well, and this is where I think Baylor and Gonzaga are are – are very similar as far as like depth goes. I'm not saying they're the exact same players, but I'm saying they have, they have depth like, like Zaga or the Zags. They have Nemhard off the bench Baylor. They have Flagler off the bench. Like I want that game. So everyday bad. John, baby, everyday I'm, John, they got everyday John. <laughs> Come on. You've got to like everyday John. Sure, man. Sure. I, I just want Come this on, game. Everyday so bad. John, baby. I, I want this game so bad. We were ro- it was supposed to be in Indiana earlier this season. Got canceled yeah, due to COVID. We were robbed. I want to see this game so bad. And I want it to be at the highest stakes because that's when we see the best basketball and who's going to fold and who's going to step up. And I want to see it so bad. I want to go to it so bad. It's going to be a really good game if that happens. I think it's going to be one of the best national championship games that's happened since you know we've been probably been watching sports. Being right. honest, it's in terms of two teams that are that talented. Yes, yeah. But I, I just I think you have to get. I mean, I, I, Voss, I'd like to go to you on this because 
you know, everybody in heading into this tournament was like, Jared Butler's the clear number one guy for this. Like he's the best player. He's this awesome talent. He's an all American. Like this guy is incredible. But Voss, he's not performing at a very – Mitchell looks like the All-American, not Butler. And that's not to say Butler's not making plays, but you just – it's fair to say you expect more. So, I mean, Voss, I know you were saying you kind of like this matchup for Houston. So, do you think a guy like Butler can get to that top-level status in this game, or do you think Houston can counter him? Because I think Butler's a player that, to be honest, like – if you were going to base it off before the tournament and then thinking about the teams that are still in it, I mean, Butler's one of the better players left in the tournament, maybe the second or third best player left in the tournament. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, in that game the other night with Arkansas, it was a very, very quiet 14 points from Butler uh, from, from start to finish. Like, as you just said, it was all about Mitchell. Uh, and in a game like this, you know, Final Four, it, it's time for Butler to step up. And I, I think he could do it. Obviously, you know, he, he's proved he could do it in the season. It's just for whatever reason in this tournament, right. it's been a struggle. Uh, I think if there's any time to to go out there and get it, it's, it's certainly now. I mean, Bryce, do, do you think that they – I guess my question is like, where, how much would you bet on Butler having that great game against Houston? How much are you betting? I'm going with it's a very good chance. I think uh, I think he knows that. I What's think the Jared game? A, What's the game stat line? If you had to project it, you think he's going for twenty? I'm gonna say fifteen. I'm gonna say f- a fifteen, four boards, seven assists. All right, I'm raising it up the ante. I think he's going for a 20 ball. I think he's going for 20. I think he's going for 20. I think he's going for five assists, and I think he's going for four boards. I think he's going to show he's the best player. I think it's long overdue that he has a game like this, and I think he knows it. I find it really tricky for Houston to defend to defend him, just me personally, because I think you're going to have to have Jarreau on Mitchell. I, there's no choice. Uh, Jarreau's been their best defender. That's who's going to guard Mitchell. There's no question about that. Um, I think the defense of Houston is going to be more aware of Teague uh, and his shooting because I think they're going to not – his man isn't going to be the man that's used for help. A guy like Butler may have to come in and hit the shots, which he's more than capable of doing. I just think he's going to have that type of game would not shock me to see him have that against Houston. I think another guy that I think has to be a little bit better boss, you know, and you, you saw Arkansas and Baylor. Thamba has to give me more than what he gave me. 13 minutes of action. You're going to need his activity on the glass. You you just are. You're going to need his activity on the glass. Um, I'd argue the same with vital vital, you know, was, they, they, he ultimately they couldn't play him. Thumba has the ability to show some range, but he's going to have to give me more inside. Houston's got big man Bryce that just attack the glass like nobody's business, and the 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 fundamentals of blocking out 
for those bigs is crucial because to be because Bryce the, Baylor's big men aren't known. They're not gonna they're not gonna get 15 points. That's not that's not Baylor, right? The guards are. So what the big men have to do is do all the dirty work, the rebounding, the block shots, the hustle. That's what Houston does. Houston's big guys do the same thing, and I think Houston's guys do it better. So if if Baylor doesn't come in and get the production from Thamba and Vital that they need, I think that's a problem. Do you agree with me here, Bryce? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it could turn into a problem. I mean, it absolutely could. I don't think it will, but... Hey, and, that's just me. You know, and I'm curious. I'm curious to see how they how they use Mayer in this game, because I think he's a tricky guy for them. If they're yeah, going to weirdly athletic, he is weirdly athletic. But I just I don't know. Part of me is just slightly nervous about that for for him, like how they mm-hmm. use him. Can you put him in the right situations and all that stuff? Uh, but moving forward, um, how, how do we see this game between uh, Baylor and Houston? What's our predictions here? Give me Baylor. Boss. Yeah, I'll go Baylor. But I'll say seventy-seven to seventy. Wow, uh, Bryce. Um, give me seventy-six, sixty-two. Going for a nice little comfy blowout. Um, I'll go. I'll go seventies with you guys. I'll go seventy-five. 75-65. Say 65-65. I think it'll I think they'll win. I think they'll pull away. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think it'll be tight. And then like there's gonna be a stretch where they just kind of put it out of reach. And then that makes it a 10 point. That makes it a 10 point win. So I, I that that's how I see it. But you know, I mean you guys we won't be able to cover the uh, the national championship. Uh you know, we won't be able to get it potted before the national championship. So I'm gonna make you guys predict right here, right now. Who will cut down the nets between Gonzaga and Baylor? And I'll help you guys off first. I'll let you guys think about it. I didn't tell you guys I was going to ask you this. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it away first. Are you ready, boys? You've been yep. waiting to do this. You ready, Bryce? Foss, you ready? Yeah. Give me Baylor. Wow. I'm going to take Baylor. I think Gonzaga's undefeated. I think Gonzaga's undefeated streak is a lot. And I just think Baylor's been... I just think Baylor's going to figure it out. I I, I do. Um, I I like the way that I I like how they're playing. I think the Houston game is going to give them a good boost of confidence. I think Gonzaga's not faced anybody to get where they are. To be honest with you, they, their best team that they've pretty much faced is a USC team as a six seed because we all know Creighton as a five seed was overrated. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm t- I'm personally I'm taking. I'm taking I'm taking Baylor I'm taking Baylor for the national championship. Uh, Bryce, what what do you think here? I've been saying all along. I picked him on my bracket. I'm sticking with it. Give me Baylor over Gonzaga. I love it. I lo- I love Davion Mitchell. I love Jared Butler. I like their depth. Not saying that Gonzaga doesn't have those things, but uh, give them to me. Give give me give me Baylor. Boss, give me the zigzags. I'll be the odd man out. I say the, the Zags, perfect season. Zags perfect go for season. the perfect season. Okay. Uh, wow. As noted Blow before, out a clo- close game. Blow out close a- game. Close game. Definitely a close game. Close game. No, no doubt about it. But uh, okay. Yeah, give me give me the Zags. Uh, I think they they finished the undefeated season. I think they're motivated to do so, and uh, they they have not 
out of all of the one seeds, they're the only team that hasn't made me question anything about the pick. They're the team I picked That's in my fair. bracket. They're the team I'm going to stick with. So, uh, yeah, give me the Zags. I mean, you can't go wrong with both teams. You can't go wrong. Um, no, so. and honestly, I just hope it's one of the greatest games Honestly, that's all you can never hope for. Uh, you know, I haven't really had that type of game since uh, that uh, Nova UNC game. So hoping it's one of those yeah. type of games. No doubt about it. I, I, it's got an opportunity to be. And uh, we'll see where it goes. There's a lot of very good teams out there. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Baylor and Gonzaga both are going to have to get through their respective opponents. And, uh We'll we'll see where that goes. There's no question about it, and we'll have it we'll have it covered on the Running Hook Podcast Network through Insanity. Uh, Bryce and I will give you coverage from the national championship uh, right after uh, the game. We'll, we'll we'll be putting on a podcast probably a day or so afterwards. So keep your keep your eyes on that. And uh, you know, Devin Voss, thank you very much for coming on the Linsanity Podcast. It's been a while. Unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of small market teams for you, unfortunately, but, but you came on, you did a fantastic job. It was, it was a privilege talking about your experience. Yeah, it's all right. You know, I could, I got my opportunity to really play up Oral Roberts. So I'm happy. Yeah, you did. You did. That's a good point. And, uh, you know, check out, check out the other stuff on the, uh, the running Hook podcast network. Um, we got plenty coming. Uh, we're going to be able to have uh, some battleground episodes coming soon. Alex Burr and the Running Hook uh, podcast is delivering some great content. Uh, we have a new uh, podcast coming up soon, a Divine Rhyme with Will Hogsett at Dylan Hughes. Very excited. Uh, Zach Griffith that. is churning out a movie podcast with the Circle City Cinema. Uh, boss, when, when are we coming out with a new triple option? When can we give the listeners a potential viewer? Yes, sir. We're planning on recording next week, oh. starting our draft coverage. Been a while. Wow. Yeah. Wait, are you trying to steal our thunder? Wow. No, no, no. We're just uh, doing general. general no, play. he's not trying to steal our thunder. It's, hey, this is the crossover time, man. Yeah, baby. We get to we get to dissect our hey, stuff. You guys get to crossover. dissect your stuff. Hey, we're here for it, man. We're here for it. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, we're here time, for baby. it. We're here for it. Who knows? Hey, who knows, Voss? There might be a collaboration episode on the way for these viewers. They may not. They may not be ready for what's hey. coming. So, so we'll have to. That'd be great. Post draft. Oh, yeah. Post draft. Call my agent. Oh, yeah. Call my if agent. only, if only, the, if only the listeners knew that. But uh, you know, they 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 don't yet. So uh, we'll we'll have we'll have plenty of that. We'll have plenty of content coming out here soon. Uh, you know, it, there's so much to listen. Uh, check it out. Um, if you know. Listen to the old insanities where I fry Bryce in a talk oh, in, in the oven. Oh, what a joke! Uh, there's Southeast plenty of great, there's plenty of good stuff that's covered a log. Uh, and uh, without further ado, thank you for listening.